to the Spirits Up Business Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Michelle. Welcome to the podcast. And it is brought to you, Lauren, today by my business. So Michelle, I price a light worker if you haven't heard of me already. I am a medium. So I communicate with past over loved ones. I read oracle cards, which I think Lauren might be doing today. Maybe has a card coming, um, which is going to be really cool. Ooh, so we're yes. incorporating that into the show now, which is great. Um, so Michelle, I price a light worker on Facebook. I also teach mentorship. I teach Reiki. I'm a Reiki master. So if you want to learn Reiki, I teach that from the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia. And um, anything else I'm going to help you with, I help you uh, discover and develop your gifts as well. So Michelle, I price a light worker on Facebook. I'm also on all the other socials as well. And my contact details are in the show notes associated with this episode too. Uh, Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm actually wandering around. Oh, shoot. Sorry. I just walked into my puppy. Sorry, George. Oh, gosh. Um, gosh. I didn't actually have my deck ready. So I okay. just got We're it. doing a tour of the house and this morning in um, we're doing a tour Carnal, of the Queensland. House. So the sound quality yes. has changed. We're taking out a puppy on the way. Nice. <laughs> she nice. Was all Sorry, sleeping, George. All cute. And um, yeah, as soon as he realized, wait a minute, mom's up. I've yep. got to see what's happening. Here um, we are. Yeah, she's about to work on me. Okay. Okay. So uh, we have our card. So Lauren is just getting her card organized. I think have we got the card already, Lauren, or do you need to draw that? We do. We've got. I've got the deck here. So why don't you um, tell me a little bit about your week while I um, get the card while you get organized? Um, So I've been teaching a lot of Reiki, uh, Lauren, which has been really, really great. Um, I'm just getting into my little drawer here to get my highlighter pen. Um, Yeah, I've been teaching a lot of Reiki. It's been great. Uh, I shut down my work um calendar for last weekend so i taught level one on saturday level two on sunday and it was such a great team and the gentleman um i mentioned with a little mouse in his bag from the expo that i read at he actually came along and did reiki level one with me on saturday which was so fun and he had his little mousey with him and i got the story of the mouse so he actually um lost three very close family members his father and two brothers-in-law during COVID, uh, to COVID, they have COVID and they died from COVID. So he lost three very close family members and the little mouse represents the family because he's uh, one of his friends lost their mum as well. So it's kind of the family members in the little mouse is what he sort of visualises it as. So it's sort of very comforting for him to have a little mouse. So he takes it everywhere in his little bag. And so he brought Mousy along with him to Reiki and did level one and he didn't have any plans at that point to do level two. He was just doing level one. That's all he was signed up for. And we had a wonderful time. It was just, you know, sometimes you get a group of people together and it's just the right mix. And I've been finding that a lot in Reiki. Sometimes people, if they're not right for that group, they'll reschedule and they'll come into another group and it'll be perfect then. But I just found that with this group on Saturday, it was so much love. And one of the ladies who participated, she actually suffers from anxiety. So she was really nervous beforehand. She doesn't overly like being around a lot of other people that she doesn't know. She doesn't overly like being sort of touched and that sort of thing by people she doesn't know. So I was quite nervous about her being part of it. But once she came in and I just thought, you know, I feel like she'll really like Max and she loved him. They were hugging, they were best friends. It was just incredible. Like I totally didn't expect it. And all of them signed up for the next day. So all of them came back for Reiki 2 on Sunday. So I ended up with a full house. And again, the energy was just beautiful, really supportive really loving. Um, you know, the lady that was a bit anxious, she jumped on the table first. She's like, let's do this thing. And I was like, wow, it was just epic. So that was awesome. And then I shut down my um, calendar on Tuesday as well. And we have more Reiki. So I did um, another Reiki level one and I actually had um, a lady come up from New South Wales and we're in lockdown at the moment. So we do record ahead of time the listener at home, um, but we are in lockdown. So luckily we had just gone in, I think. So I had all these people over. We all had our masks on and were very sensible. But yeah, it was such a wonderful experience again, really good energy. And it was actually Max's girlfriend. So the guy with the little mouse, his girlfriend came. So that was really cool to meet her as well. And um, they're both natural healers. They just had the most beautiful energy. She was really warm uh, and engaging. And she's now signed up for level two, which is this weekend. So I'm doing that again. Um, and I just really love it. You know, it's a bit of a break from the readings too, because the readings are a bit of pressure sometimes Mm. and, you know, back to back and very busy and stuff like that. So it kind of feels like a little bit of a, almost a holiday, I guess. Um, and yeah, the energy was just beautiful. So this lady came up from Lismore, you know, traveled a long way and uh, on the weekend. And then during the week, a lady came up from Wagga Wagga, also in New South Wales. 
So I've got people coming up from all over the place, which is great. So yeah, business is good. Um, and I just adore Max. And one of the things that he does is he actually teaches um, the same as Mark and Julie Wallace with the candles. He teaches us to hug to the left over the heart. And so when he came over, when we were hugging, he's like, no, no, to the left, to the left. So he does the Mark, Wall- uh, Mark and Julie Wallace thing as well with the hugging, which I thought was beautiful. So heart to heart hugging. So now everyone that I'm hugging, um, not that we're hugging a lot because we're in lockdown, but everyone that I am hugging um, from this point forward, I'm really trying to remember that heart to heart, you know, hugging to the left. And I think that's a really beautiful way to open the show. Lots of love. Now, Lauren, you've got a card, I think. Yeah, I learned about heart to heart hugging actually when I did my Theta One um, course, my Theta Healing course. Oh. And the instructor taught us about that. And so I'm always cognizant now whenever I've hugged hug people for years, <laughs> always like sometimes try to wow. go in and reposition so that it's heart to heart. Yeah. It's really yeah. powerful. Oh, no. Nice. Yeah. So do you I have, are you running Reiki level one day one? And then you're saying to everybody, Hey, if you want to come back and do level two tomorrow, you can, is that how you, I don't normally do back to back. Like that's actually the first time. Normally I only block out one day and then I'll have a day off. But because I had a lady coming out from Lismore, she said she wanted to do back to back. And I said, all right, I'll see if anyone else is keen. And we had a full house, as I said. So normally I wouldn't do that because um, it's a big ask for me to do back to back. Yeah. So normally I wouldn't do it because um, I haven't had a day off. Like I haven't had a day off in, oh, I don't remember the last time I had a day off. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm working on Sunday as well. So um, this weekend, teaching on Saturday. So normally I would block the day out just for me, but I made the effort because she was coming up. Yeah. But I've got the 3rd of July. I've got this weekend, which was always the case because I had... Um, a couple that got married and they wanted to do Reiki level one, get married and come back and do level two. So that's this weekend. So I did mention to the guys, look, if you want to do level two, I do have a class this weekend and they signed up. Mm-hmm. So the guys that did it Tuesday are coming back on the weekend as well. And we're out of lockdown uh, as of this afternoon or this evening. Mm-hmm. So that should be fine for um, Saturday for them to come over. Yeah, cool. Oh, I love that. All right. Mm. So the card today is from the deck, the Shaman's Dream Oracle. And it's illustrated by Jenna Della Grataglia. She's absolutely incredible, next level. And it's uh, the deck is created by Alberto Villolo, um, Villoldo, Villoldo or something. Excuse the pronunciation, uh, Lauren. Yeah, is, sorry um, about that. Learning Italian. And Colette Baron Reed. Yes. And um, the deck itself, like the the box itself, is really incredible. And the images that are in this deck are just like absolutely stunning they're very mystical aren't they all the colors they are they are so okay so the card that i pulled today is uh moon maiden it's new beginnings i'll just show michelle it's uh basically got a picture of a beautiful woman and she is sort of swimming in like a water and there's a full moon that's above her and on the card it says it's card number 41 and um, that it says moon maiden new beginnings so when i read this card this is really significant to me number 41 four plus one is five five is all about change now change can be a positive thing sometimes it can be a challenging thing but you know when it's talking to me about this card about new beginnings it kind of seems like there's a lot of exciting energy around it now the fact that she's also in water makes me feel that there are some emotional changes that are coming very often when we are going through cycles when we are you know kind of looking at the world in a new way it really does affect our emotions it affects our relationships and so very often this card for me when i'm looking at the water element and i'm when i'm looking at about the element of change it could be that maybe there's new beginnings maybe there's new friendships coming in maybe there's new business relationships being formed maybe there are uh, new connections that we're making with people so again you know kind of focusing on the emotional connection and then the relationship connection as well and then when we look at the full moon it's kind of like everything has sort of come to this state now and now we're sort of ready to uh, I guess sort of enjoy the fruits of our labor and to kind of move on to the next phase so when I'm looking at this card I'm really wanting to encourage the listener at home to think about 
your opportunity here that whenever there is a change, whenever there's a new beginning, there's always an opportunity for you to stop and reset. And today in the show, we're going to be talking about what's really stopping you. So if you are ready to make a change, if you are ready to step out and embrace the new, whether or not that's an emotional thing or a connection with, uh, with somebody else, or whether it's something entirely different, we're going to be giving you some strategies and some tips and tricks in this show as well that are really going to help with that. Now, the other thing I will mention on here as well is that the, the woman in the water, she also has angel wings or like bird wings. And so, um, and she's kind of looks like she's almost trying to come out of the water. And so what I also want to say to the listener at home in relation to this is that you have a choice all the time, whether or not you want to sink or swim or whether you want to fly. And so I just want to remind you that the power is within you to make that decision. The power is with you, within you to decide, you know what, I'm not going to sink. I'm not going to be immersed in this, if, especially if it's a difficult thing, if it's a, a difficult change that's coming, but I'm going to instead rebirth myself and come out of the water and start afresh. So I just want you to know that you're completely qualified to do that and you can do that. So that is the card reading for today. If you would like a, a three card reading from me for free, because I am practicing this as Michelle knows, I'm happy to, uh, to do that for you. The offer extends until the end of uh, September, 2021. So just send me an email at uh, info at rawrawconsulting.com or at the address welcome to the afterlight at gmail.com and i'll send you your own little three card mini reading for free uh yes so thank you for the opportunity to read that how do you think i did michelle perfect that's a great card too lauren yeah, wonderful. Because we just had oh, the full perfect. moon. There you go. We just had a full yeah, moon. That's true. So that's a time when we clear out. So yeah. So the new moon is when we bring in um, new things generally, uh, new beginnings and, and a fresh start. But that card actually talks yeah. about sort of new beginnings as well. So with the full moon, it allows us to get rid of. It's like clutter. You know, it allows us to clean mm -hmm. the house a little bit, and that's um, you know physically as well as emotionally. Um, because, you know, getting rid of clutter in the real world, tidying up your office, you know, that sort of thing, um, allows you to bring in more new energy, you know, create space to let something new in. So perfect. I love that. I think that's perfect. Really good. Uh, now we're going to talk about you. Yeah. So I feel there. kind of like you where I'm not really sure when I had a day off. Um, I'm kind of feeling today is a bit, mm -hmm. I feel a little bit tired, I guess you could say, uh, I feel a little bit run down. I slept in till mm -hmm. seven. I was telling the telling you off, off the air. Uh, there was a time, Michelle, when I mm. thought that I would never utter the words sleeping in until seven. That was just to me just seems completely insane that I'm a person that that thinks that way now. But um, yeah, you know, things are going good. I'm um, yeah, it's interesting raising a puppy. It's so cool. You know, every day I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, you're so much bigger. And it's so interesting to see him learning things. And I really love that. So I'm enjoying embracing the kind of motherhood role, which um, isn't something that I've done a lot of in my life. Um, have done it a little bit with foster caring and, and whatnot, but I've never really had a full on dependent that I signed up for for a long term period. Um, so that's really cool. I'm also kind of, uh, you know, in the point of just reevaluating my, my interests, my desires, what I want to do. And that's one of the reasons why I chose the theme for today, which is what's really stopping you. Because one of the things that I noticed is that sometimes I think we get into a bit of a cycle or we get into a bit of a, a direction and we think that this is the way that we're meant to go. And I don't know about you, Michelle, but sometimes for me, if I've been heading down one direction and it's not really flowing or I've got some hesitation, I really need to kind of step back and I need to come back to my intention and my desire for going down that road in the first place. So for example, I'm involved in a pretty um, hefty investment at the moment, a course that I'm taking. It's a year, it's a program for an entire year. And uh, I haven't really been using it over the last few months. I've been doing other things. No, I oh, haven't, haven't at all. And um, oh, bummer. yeah, I think it's a bit difficult because I'm not really, no one's holding me accountable for it. So the, 
you know, which I think is a bit unfortunate, but, you know, again, it's learning from other people's business practices about maybe how you would do things differently, which I think is always good. And so I've kind of started to think to myself, well, what's my hesitation here? Why am I not, you know, taking advantage of this opportunity? And, and one definite reality, regardless of what I say, is that I have a lot of work at the moment. I have a lot of uh, work coming to me. I've got a lot of recurring clients. I've got a lot of mentorship clients. So it's really exciting. I have a lot of these things that are sort of happening that I'm prioritizing over learning, you know, some of these new skills. But then I started to kind of realize to myself, you know, maybe the direction that I was heading in in that course isn't the direction that I want to go in. So at the moment, I'm kind of reevaluating and kind of looking at what I want to do. I'm looking at an opportunity to potentially pivot. And so I just thought that we could talk about that a little bit today about what's really stopping you. You know, maybe what's really stopping me from pursuing uh, that direction or that course is because I'm, my heart's not in it. Like maybe it's not divinely ordered for me. Uh, kind of like you and I with this podcast, you know, the, the name that we used to use, the business and party name, for me, that wasn't really significant of what we were actually doing on the show. And so I think it's important to sometimes stop and evaluate yeah. and, and go, wait a minute, you know, is this the direction that we're meant to be going down? And I did mention in, you know, an episode or two ago that I got my butt kicked on a, a clubhouse call where people were saying, you know, basically where my priorities lie. So <laughs> that really had a role on yes. effect to yeah. kind of go, well, where do my priorities lie? And, you know, one thing I want to note as well, Michelle, is that when you were talking about Reiki, your face lit up and it was so beautiful. And you just had this like gorgeous oh, smile yeah. and like, you could just tell that there was something about you teaching Reiki that just set your heart alight, you know? And so I just think that sometimes because yeah. we... it heals oh, well, us, go, Lauren, yeah. it heals us when we're yeah. teaching and when you're practicing the healer is healing themselves as well as a person. And I just want to say very quickly on that, I had a lady here yesterday, she's a healer. And she said to me that because of the lockdown, she'd had a few clients cancel and she really wanted to do a healing because she really wanted to heal herself as well. And they'd canceled. And so she said to the universe, can you please bring those people back? Can you bring some more people? So she had a couple more people so she could do a healing so she could heal herself because it's true when you're doing a healing on someone and a lot of people who receive healings don't realize that we're healing ourselves and she knew she needed it. So she got the people, she asked what she wanted and got them. That's really cool. Yeah. And I yeah. guess that's about giving and then you're able to receive at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So nothing really new to report at the moment. I'm recognizing that yet again, I uh, need to probably take some time out, um, you know, to have a bit of a break. So my partner and I were talking about, you know, what we're each wanting to do this weekend and, you know, this weekend for me, I'm, I'm going to do some, some stuff around, you know, maybe I'm going to do some coloring and some reading and spend the day in the garden and just nurturing and stuff like that, as well as working, of course, <laughs> but yes. maybe I won't spend the entire weekend working also because, um, you know, Michelle, I don't want to get sick kind of like what you've just experienced. And very yeah. often when we're burning a candle at both ends and, when we want to, that's the other thing too, is when we're really excited about all these opportunities that are coming forth, you know, we want to take advantage of them all strike while the iron is hot kind of concepts. But at the same time, we do need to allow that opportunity to kind of rest and rejuvenate. So I really that's sort of have already launched into the show topic today. So I'm yeah, I noticed that I did to, that last uh, week. Remember as well. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> Two weeks in a so row. We're on a good, roll. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It kind mm -hmm. of all works. Yeah. So what, you know, what were your kind of thoughts about, um, you know, what's really stopping you uh, the title for today's show? Yeah. Look, the timing of this couldn't be better, Lauren, to be honest. Um, this is coming up for a lot of my clients in my readings and, and that sort of thing. And the listener at home knows I meet a lot of people, you know, who are looking for guidance. A lot of the time people are lost and aren't sure where to go. And I do hear a lot of excuses, to be honest, in the work that I do. A lot of people are like, oh, I can't do that because of this or I can't do that because of that. But, you know, when you look at all the reasons you can't do something, well, that's going to keep, it's law of attraction, you know? So if you continue in that sort of negative, and I will recommend a couple of books at the end of the show in our Spirits Up segment that are very good for getting rid of the excuses, processing them, moving past them, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I've got some really good tips today. But, you know, basically are these perceived barriers, you know, are they, are they real or are they imagined, you know, more often than not, and I can't imagine any real barrier apart from the fact that if I was diagnosed with a, you know, a chronic illness or, you know, something like that, where I was like bedridden, 
the thing that with that is though, and we just talked about healing, you know, if we're maintaining our energy, you know, you're at a point where you're recognizing that I'm a bit tired, I'm a bit low, I'm a bit flat. So I'm going to try to do more fun stuff. And I'm speaking in your perspective, trying to do more fun stuff, hopefully recharging your batteries um, so that you can actually get out there and, um, and, you know, get your energy back. So you don't get run down because you've been run down and you've been sick. And I remember the last time you were sick, you were sick for like, you know, two weeks or something or more and you lost your voice and, you know, it's not fun. So we don't want these things to um, materialize into reality. And that's a lot of what I teach when I'm teaching Reiki is to really notice your energy, notice how you're feeling because quite a few people come in and I'll be sitting there going, gosh, you know, there's something going on here, something going on there. And the injury or whatever it is could be very, very old, but it's still quite fresh for me. You know, as a healer, I feel that as quite a fresh wound. And, you know, that's, that's really important. Uh, deal with your stuff in the moment as much as you can so that we don't carry it on and carry it on and carry it on. And it manifests as something physical because then like, that becomes kind of a, a, a real barrier. And then we've got to sort of overcome that um, and heal that. So um, that was kind of the first point that I wanted to make. Um, and I do have some good recommendations coming up uh, later in the show too, Lauren, uh, around books and good things to read to get past this. Mm. One of the things that I really wanted to talk about today in this show is a lot about surrendering and non-resistance. And one of the things that I know about myself is that I am very, uh, I like to control everything. <laughs> so I, there's a reason why I should be the boss of myself because I don't like being told what to do. I want to do things the way that I want to do it. It doesn't mean that I'm not open to another alternative and I'm not a good team player. I'm great as a team player also, but if I'm running my own show, I'm happy, you know, I'll just do things the way that I want to do it. So when you're somebody who has that sort of natural tendency to want to control and kind of want things your way, it's really difficult sometimes to surrender and to practice non-resistance. And when I'm talking about non-resistance, I mean that when an opportunity is coming or when there's something that sort of presented itself to you and you wanna resist doing it or going through that door or trying that out, um, to kind of try to you know, go with the flow a little bit easier. Now, when I um, you know, have been thinking, I guess a little bit about, surrendering one of the things that came to me was when i was listening to wayne dyer and i think i might have mentioned this actually in a previous show but i remember i was listening to him and it was a, a kind of an audiobook that i was listening to and he was basically talking about how when you're in a situation and you're feeling the need to control things to actually just chill out and do nothing and so by doing nothing, I'm allowing the situation to kind of unfold the way it's meant to, as opposed to trying to control everything. And I will say that uh, having a puppy is actually a very nice way of practicing surrendering and non-resistance, because let me tell you right now, I've got a very willful dog. He's exactly what I wanted. Very willful. And sometimes we'll be out somewhere like going for a walk around our property, which is four acres. And he will just sit down and he is not into walking anymore. He will just not want to do it. And so <laughs> instead of kind of like, well, actually that being said, sometimes I really encourage him or he'll start whining, wanting to be carried. And I'm just going, no, you know, you have legs, you can walk. Uh, so it's just kind of allowing him an opportunity to do his thing, but also me not trying to force everything. So it's actually a really sort of interesting experience in that way. But where I'm also going to say this in relation to business and in relation to life is that, you know, sometimes we do come up against things that are uncomfortable and a little bit scary and a little bit, um, you know, maybe makes us feel a little bit anxious and nervous. And it doesn't mean that it's not something that serves us. And I think that, you know, when we're talking about what's really stopping you, it's really important, kind of like you were talking about, Michelle, to sort of, I don't know, basically create some, some time to kind of think about why I can't do something or, or if I can do it. And it's like paying attention to the fear within. Is it fear because I'm getting warning signs that this is not good for me? Or is it fear because I'm just a little bit scared because it's uncomfortable or maybe I had a similar experience in the past and didn't work out so well. And so my ego is coming in and trying to save me from the same fate. 
So I think that, you know, when we're talking about what's really stopping you, I think it's really important to kind of understand that practicing non-resistance and surrendering is actually a way of flowing with life. And when we learn to flow with life, magical, miraculous things happen. I can tell you that right now, that when I have just allowed life to happen, not been so fixated on a particular outcome, that amazing things happen. Amazing things happen. So thoughts on that? That's the truth. Yeah, that's the truth. You know, self-love and self-confidence, I think, come into that as well, Lauren, and that's a big one for all of us. And, you know, I don't know that I've mastered that myself yet. Um, you know, I don't know that anyone actually does in this lifetime. Uh, I think it's sort of a always work in progress as always, I think, going to be something that sort of pulls us back into the, the doubt, you know, doubting myself, doubting my ability. And mm-hmm. what can sort of stop the flow um, is our thoughts. You know, thoughts are a really big thing. So I mentioned sort of excuses, why I can't do it, you know, that sort of thing before. But our thoughts are so important and I, I'm very auditory. I love to listen to people speak. So when I'm listening to people, if they're saying things like, oh, you know, I can't do this or I've never been able to do that or, you know, that sort of thing, um, I couldn't possibly, you know, go out on my own and, and start a business, you know, it wouldn't work, you know, because my parents said A, B and C. Well, they're all the things that stop the flow, you know. So when we're trying to get into the flow, we need to be observant of our thoughts. So I always say to people, you know, I'm hearing a lot of I cannots, I can't, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and so that keeps you in the same experience, you know, it holds you here. Um, so we really want to watch our thoughts and what we're saying. And so one of the things that I recommend here is silence. So silence is great. So when we're silent, when we're speaking, often we will just say the thing, you know, the negative thing and then not really think about it. But when you actually practice silence, so let's say you have a day, a weekend, um, depending on, you know, your family and all that sort of stuff, what your situation is. But, you know, it's nice to have a day of silence. I mean, you know, I certainly and Lauren same. We, we speak a lot. You know, we talk a lot for our jobs. So we're pretty much talking all day. So sometimes it is nice not to have to speak. And when you don't speak, and and I'm talking about deliberately, consciously not speaking, um, when you go to say something, notice your thought. Notice the thing that was going to come out of your mouth. And then the next thing, and then the next thing. Because what happens is we become more conscious. Sometimes we just say things without really thinking about it a lot of the time. It's like conscious eating. So when you don't speak, then you're like, oh, okay, well, that thought's still up there. Okay, what's that thought? And then the next thing, and then you really examine that. And once you start to do that, you actually will notice how much we talk ourselves out of things. And the best example I have of that, and I may have used it in the show before, was years ago when I was walking in the dark uh, under the full moon with a friend of mine, um, a fellow radio announcer. We're walking along and we got to a little creek and I was like, I can't do this. I can't cross the creek, you know, da, da, da. And he's like, you know, come on. And he like offered me his hand and all of this. And I was really, really like full on about it, really negative. And I'm going to get my shoes wet and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I was talking the whole, t- a whole time. Look at this, look at that, look at this, look at that, look at this, look at that. And at the end, um, when, we, when we turned around, he said, um, and we were walking in the middle of nowhere. I had no idea where we were. Um, and it was when I was in Western Queensland. And he said to me, how about we just walk in silence on the way back? And I was quite offended. I was like, well, oh my God, like he's telling me to shut up. Wow, that's so offensive. And I was quite offended by that. So then all the way back, I'm like, sure, sure. Yep. No worries. Cause he challenged me. He goes, you're not gonna be able to do it. Are you? And I went, yeah, I'm going to be able to do it. Cause I like a challenge. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be silent. So all the way back, I'm like, you know, kind of annoyed about the fact that he told me to be quiet. And then I started to really notice my thoughts and I was like, Ooh, I heard that sound. Oh, what's that? Oh, look at the sky. Wow. Look at the moon. Look at the stars. And I started to actually notice stuff as opposed to just, you know, verbal diarrhea talking. And when I got back to that Creek, I sort of went to say something negative and I caught myself because I wasn't allowed to speak. I caught myself and I went, Ooh, that was a negative thought. And I was really aware of that. And he offered me his hand and I went, you know, couldn't say anything. We're good. I'm indicated with my hand to Lauren. She, no one else can see me. And then I sort of leapt across this Creek, flew across. I felt like wonder woman up the other side and away we go. And he couldn't believe it. He was looking at me going, wow, this is amazing. And that was a pivotal moment. My entire life, um, I've always reflected back on that. That was at the beginning of my radio career. So that was 1999. And I've always reflected back on that. And I use that as an example for my clients because 
I caught myself and I remember that vividly thinking about the, the message and the thought that I was having about myself, not being good enough, you know, all of this sort of stuff. And that was such a pivotal moment. So whenever I'm feeling like, you know, imposter, you know, syndrome or anything like those sorts of things, um, I really think about that moment, you know, the moment when I was silent and I caught that negative thought. So I try, I guess, every day to be more conscious, you know, conscious thinking um, and being really aware of that. So what's your thoughts, you know, is my, is my next tip when we're trying to, you know, get in the flow um, and look at what is holding us back. That's really the best way to do it. You know, you really catch yourself um, when you can't speak. Lauren, what are your um, thoughts on that? Yeah, well, one of the things that I remember learning from Eckhart Tolle was he was reminding us to listen to the silence behind the words and behind everything. He's so powerful. So like he? even right now, if we're just, yeah, he's so good. Even right now, if we're just quiet for one second, there's like a silence there. There's a deafening there when you're listening to it. And even if you're driving or listening to music or there's machinery going on around you, you're in an office and people are talking, you know, there's this silence that actually is behind all of that. And very often, one of the ways to get out of our mind is to listen to the silence behind everything. And I, I just wanted to bring that up because I just thought that was such a powerful thing. And I remember, you know, when I first learned that I'd be driving around and I would be listening to the silence around me and it was deafening. It was just incredible how loud the silence is. <laughs> I think that everything that you brought up is so critical and so important. And for those of us who, you know, had these moments, because I probably had a, I had like a similar moment in around 2000, where I started becoming aware of my thoughts as well. And it changes your whole life when you start to realize that you're running this narrative the whole time. Yeah. And, you know, over time, as you learn to hear your thoughts, you'll actually learn that oh, wait a minute, I am labeling things or I'm making assumptions or I'm calling that instead of just looking at the tree outside my window, I'm naming it tree. And so over time, you'll actually learn to stop labeling, labeling everything. And you'll, you'll learn to stop, you know, kind of making assumptions almost about stuff and just accept the moment as it is. And, and that's really a really interesting progression when you start to do that. And one of the things too, that I really wanted to mention, I know I've talked about it numerous times on the show, but you know, frankly, it's always good for a reminder is that we are not our thoughts. And that is so important. We are not our thoughts. Our thoughts are not who we are. I believe that we are the soul behind our thoughts. Our thoughts are simply a way of us being able to express and engage with other people because we're not able to do it telepathically yet uh, or not with everyone. And, you know, these are these are things that we often think, oh, you know, I'm thinking this thought, therefore that's who I am or whatnot. No, very often we have old conditioned patterns that continue to repeat themselves from, you know, past lives, from experiences we had when we were children, from experiences we had when we were teenagers, whatever, that keep continuing to come back. And there, it's like this old tape that we're playing, but it's really important to remember that that's not who we are. And so if you're struggling with self-doubt, if you're struggling with self-love, if you're struggling with, you know, letting things go, I think it's just really important to remind ourselves that, wait a minute, these are old tapes that I'm playing. They're not they're not indicative of who I am now or where I am now. And I just need to learn to just not identify with them. So whenever we think those thoughts to not go, oh, I'm thinking that thought again, just go, oh, that's interesting. That's still there. I release that. Oh, that's interesting. That's still there. I release that Yeah, it's good. or whatever you want to do. Sometimes I go in and I go, I am not my mind. I'm not my mind. I'm not my mind. I'm not my mind over and over and over again until I can stop that thought or I'll say, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Or I'll listen to the silence or I'll count my breath or do any of those sort of things to try to dislodge those patterns. So just remember that those are old conditioned patterns that we think subconsciously in our mind, we need to continue to remind ourselves about, but we don't. And we, you know, it's really easy to want to get really shitty at yourself and to feel, you know, in a way deflated, especially when you know better, where you're like, why am I still dealing with this? You know, it's just, it's an old pattern. That's all. It's not who you are. It's no longer, you know, your truth. And it's just, you know, the, what we resist persists, right? So the more that we get down on ourselves for thinking this way, 
the more it continues to happen. So just have love and compassion for yourself. And just remember, it's all cyclical and that eventually those thoughts will stop. So it's just letting them go and doing it anyway. Mm. <laughs> if you can just cross that Creek anyway and yeah, flow with life. That's actually the perfect segue into what I was about it's to easier say. Easier said than done though. Yeah. It's perfect segue into what I was about to say, Lauren, when you said, um, you know, identify the thought and then, you know, do it anyway, because I was literally, that was pretty much exactly what I was about to say, because, you know, I've got a lot of new stuff. I mean, I started mentorship, you know, three months into doing this full time, which was terrifying. And I did have a lot of imposter syndrome because I thought about, oh gosh, what about all the other, maybe amazing psychics and all of this. But what I've realized uh, since doing that is that not a lot of those guys, part of me are teaching. That's the thing. So, you know, I have actually wanted to learn a few things myself and improve my abilities. And um, some of the people that I learned under are no longer teaching. Um, I've got an amazing mentor in Lisa Williams, but she's based in the UK, uh, in America rather. And she doesn't sort of teach it around the same times as what, you know, is suitable for Australian audiences. So often her classes are like midnight till seven or eight in the morning. Uh, and that's not ideal when you're learning something because I would normally be asleep. So trying to find someone to actually do mentorship has been interesting. And I think that's why I've been run off my feet with mentorship because there's not a lot of people teaching and I do teach Australia wide and overseas. So, um, you know, the teaching of the Reiki as well was a big thing during my master's. And again, that was all these little things, all these additional things like, and you're the same. When you start them, there is that feeling of, oh gosh, you know, maybe someone else can do this better. Uh, my new book, you know, um, the new cards that I'm doing, you know, all of these things can sort of trigger us and uh, bring on that imposter syndrome. You know, someone else is better. But um, it's what you said is do it anyway. So what I do is I just go, well, you know, there's a lot of people saying they want me to do re uh, mentorship. A lot of people are wanting to learn Reiki. I listen. I'm very auditory, as I said. So I listen to people. If they're telling me that's what they want and they're saying it to me, that's a sign from spirit for me, you know, that I need to do that. So with my book, I mean, I um, had that guy come in in spirit and say, you know, I didn't get to publish my book. I never get, I'll never feel it. I'll never physically feel my book. And my wife is now publishing it for me, but it's not the same. And that really spurred me on, you know, that really spurred me on and I got it done. I stayed up for a week, did it every night till midnight and I got it done and I got it out of there because it was this kind of burden. It was always hanging over my head, um, thinking that I needed to get it done. And once I got it out of my system, I was like, right, where's the next book? Here we are. I'm ready to go. So it's like clearing out the clutter again. I'm ready to go with the next one. Um, and the cards, I mean, you know, I'm really nervous about that, but I put out a request to my publisher to find out how much it was going to cost. I've spoken to the illustrator. She's doing a, um, just say like an example of what she can do. She's doing, a, a, I pay for it, but she'll give me an example of kind of the, you know, work that she can do based on what I'm asking for. So I've got that organized and it's just like, you know, when you're afraid, do it anyway, you know, put yourself out of the comfort zone, learn the lesson, whatever that is, whatever it's triggering. Love that. You know, as Lauren said, send it love and um, allow it to go on its way. So I think there's just a lot of power uh, in that. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited for the next phase, I guess, but it does still make me nervous. I'm still human. Um, as I say that I'm still human. We're all going to have those fears. So I've just got a couple more recommendations, Lauren here. So be authentic, be you allow yourself to shine. Sometimes we feel like, you know, it's nice to be inspired by others. It's nice to have mentors, but sometimes we feel like we have to be someone else. You know, we get a little bit caught up in that. Um, I need to be more like that person or this person. Um, be, be authentic, be you. Um, that's all you can be. We can't be anyone else. So build momentum with this as well. I think that's important. So get the momentum going, get the flow happening, return to the breath. If you feel like you're heading into overwhelm. So if you are trying to start something new, and you feel like, oh gosh, you know, it's all a lot, it's too much, um, then return to the breath, you know, focus on the absence of breath. Lauren was silent before. And being in radio, silence is uh, terrifying. You know, whenever we had dead air, and dead air could have gone for like in radio terms, dead air could have gone for like, you know, five seconds or whatever, but it, it feels like an eternity when you're on air, when you're reading the yeah. news or something like that. Yeah. So, so make sure that, you know, you're comfortable in the silence. Uh, focusing on the absence of breath is really good for you. And figuring out your why, you know, why are you doing this? You know, that's the most important thing. So when I feel like I'm in that imposter syndrome, I can't do this, you know, kind of head uh, space, it's like, what's your why? Why am I actually doing this? Well, I'm doing this because I want to help and heal human beings. And spirit supports me in that. If I, if they didn't, I wouldn't be here doing this. So that's, that always returns me to, I guess, that alpha state, you know, that state of like, this is what I need to do. This is why I'm here. I'm authentic. You know, I trust, I'm not coming from the ego. 
because I'm not reacting to that stuff anymore, the triggering and things like that. So I know that I'm where exactly where I'm meant to be. But sometimes when you return to the why, that can bring you back to the here and now. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's a big part of the uh, Reiki teaching that I teach as well. So Lauren, you just wanted to make another point there. Yeah, that's good. I really like that. You know, one of the things too that I noticed, Michelle, and I'm guilty of it, and I think everyone's probably guilty of it, but it's just different degrees is, is that, you know, when we're trying something new, we want a guaranteed of a certain outcome, but that can't always be the truth. And so I think that you need to kind of get real with what your own markers are in life that remind you that you're on the right path. So, you know, for me, if I'm hesitating doing something, if I've got resistance around doing something, if I'm not making it a priority, if I'm not finding joy, if I'm not feeling lighter from it, those are some warning signs for me to really stop and evaluate and go, girl, do you really want to do this? Is this really serving you? Because on the flip side, when I'm doing something that ignites my soul and sets me alight, I've got that beautiful smile. I've got that radiant glow. I've got that flow. I've got those coincidences, those helpful people that come in, those inspiring ideas. And there's a real difference between the two. And so I think that sometimes it's exactly what Michelle's been talking about the whole time here. You need to be present so that you can start to pay attention to how it is you are reacting to life. Because if you are not present, you are missing life. You are existing in the past or you are existing in the future and you are not paying attention to your behavior. You're not paying attention to the reactions that you're having to things around you. You're not paying attention to the inspiration and the creativity and those cool ideas that pop into your mind because you're not where you actually are. And so when we take the time, and like Michelle says, to come back to our breath, to you know, put our feet on solid ground, to recalibrate, then we start to go, wait a minute, wait a minute here. I am not in flow. That's why shit's hard (laughs) or I am in flow and this is a sign that I'm supposed to continue. And so I think that it's really important that we remind ourselves that, you know what, we don't need to have a guarantee of an outcome or a guarantee of success, because if we are paying attention to life, if we are paying attention to how we flow. And if we are essentially going along with life and we're surrendering to the experiences, regardless of where we end up, you know, everyone says it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Well, that is true. And so no matter where we end up, we will be guided, we will be protected, we will be taken where we're meant to be, as long as we're paying attention to whether or not we are in flow or not. So one thing I will say, and it's a book I'm going to talk about in a few minutes here as well, but one thing I will say is that the books, The Surrender Experiment was one of the best books that I've ever read. And it's a lot about surrendering. And um, I'm actually (laughs) having a mental note here to reread it again. I remember listening to someone one time and they said that, you know, when you read a book once, yeah, that's fine. But you're actually meant to read the book another time or a couple more times to really get what, you know, the meat of it, uh, which makes total sense to me. Anyway, so one of the quotes I wanted to share from the surrender experiment says, and this is um, the author is saying this, he goes, um, I just kept letting go and practicing non-resistance, whether I liked what was happening or not. And so when he's talking about that in the book, he's basically talking about how sometimes he had these uncomfortable moments that come up. He has, you know, people who want to move in on his property and become roommates with him. And he's got, you know, invitations to do things that he really just didn't feel that he, if they felt uncomfortable to him, but he started to say yes to life and to go with it. And he ended up having the most extraordinary life that had he said no to things, those things would never have happened and wouldn't have come up. So yeah, I just want to share that. That's lovely. And it reminds me of that show, I think it was Jim Carrey, Liar Liar, where he couldn't lie anymore. And he, was that the one where he had to say yes to everything? Yeah. There was one where he had to say yes to everything. Yeah. Well, there's Yes Man. Yes Man. That was yes, it. Man. Yeah. That was what that was reminding yeah. me of. Um, yeah. Now the Spirits Up segment, Lauren, is brought to you by your business. So if you'd like to um, fill in the gap for me there. Yes. Sure. Uh, So yeah, Spirits Up is brought to you by the Afterlight podcast. So if you are uh, interested in checking out another podcast, uh, very often, if you're into one podcast, you can be into others. So uh, this is a spiritual podcast, however. So we talk about everything on there from um, mediumship to astrology, to the Akashic records, to hypnotherapy, 
to um, being a psychic, to Reiki energy, to exploring past lives. Michelle's got a couple episodes with me on there and they're really powerful and super strong. We talk about being intuitive, healing your body, standing in your power, the divine feminine, angels, fairies, it's all in there. Elementals, it's absolutely incredible. So definitely you'll find something for you. And um, one of the things that I started doing on the Afterlight podcast as well, which was a result of a conversation I had with Michelle, is I started releasing a lot of mini episodes as well. So there's mini episodes anywhere from one minute to five minutes with direct takeaways. There's meditations. It's all on there and it's all for free. So check it out, the Afterlight podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, yeah, that's the sponsor of today's Spirits Up segment. So Michelle, I'd love to hear how you want to start Spirits Up and then um, I'll speak after that. Okay, wonderful. So a couple of things with this is uh, a couple of recommendations is Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert. I have mentioned this book before, but what I love about this and in relation to what we're talking about today for the listener at home, if you haven't read this before, is uh, there's always excuses. There's always reasons. You know, I think it's easier to find reasons to not do something than to do something. You know what I mean? Uh, Sometimes you do automatically go to that negative. So in Big Magic, what I love about uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's book is in the chapter titled Courage, she actually lists, and it goes over a few pages, all of the reasons that we shouldn't do something, all the reasons that we come up with that we shouldn't do something. So she actually put them all down because this is the things; these are the things that she actually thought about before she created uh, her first novel, before she published. So the kinds of things that she talks about is you're afraid you have no talent, you're afraid you'll be rejected or criticised or ridiculed or misunderstood or worst of all, ignored. You're afraid there's no market for your creativity and therefore no point in pursuing it. Uh, You're afraid somebody else is already doing it better. You're afraid everybody else already did it better. And you're afraid somebody will steal your ideas. So it's safer to keep them hidden forever in the dark, which is hilarious. I love her sense of humor. So that's a few examples of the things that we tell ourselves. And I read through her list and I thought, oh gosh, oh gosh, Um, there's a lot there that I have said to myself a lot. And then at the end of that, she says, look, if I haven't mentioned them all, then uh, it does go over three pages. If I haven't mentioned them all, um, add your own, you know, at the bottom. So whatever you have thought addition in addition to these. One of the other ones is you're afraid you're too fat. Um, I love that. You're afraid you're too fat. I don't know what this has to do with creativity, but experience has taught me that most of us are afraid we're too fat. So let's just put that on the anxiety list for good measure as well, uh, which I think is hilarious. So, and that's, you know, that, that actually is very relevant to me because that was what was holding me back from being a healer. It's like someone being a personal trainer. So it's actually not that funny. Yeah. Um, when you want to be a personal trainer, you kind of think that someone has to look a particular way and, you know, very honestly, I mean, I said to the universe, like, I want to do this healing thing, but I'm uh, overweight and I need to sort that out. And then someone walks up, gives me a naturopath card for a naturopath. I go and see her. Uh, within a few like weeks to months, um, I had lost like over 20 kilos and uh, I had no excuses. That was my last one, gone. So when you're ready to let go of that excuse, mm-hmm. put it out to the universe and say to the universe, look, um, I'm ready to move past this now. Can you give me a hand here and get that person yeah. to sort of land in your path? That's how a lot of people come to me. A lot of people say that, you know, they're like, oh, I was asking for this guidance or this mentor and then you just showed up and I, um, I couldn't ignore it. So um, when you're ready, put it out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. I was just going to say that on that, like one of the things that I work with, with, with my clients is, is on, you know, how is this serving you? Mm. So for example, if we talk about weight, you know, how is this weight serving you? So for me, when I was overweight, it was serving me because I didn't want to be in the public eye. I didn't want to step into my power. And you got a reason not to do it. And yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a year ago, I wasn't overweight, but I was overweight when I was like in my early twenties, I feel. And, um, you know, even last year, like it took me a good year or so to do Facebook lives and to decide, okay, I, I need to put myself out there. Cause I know it's part of my plan <laughs> and, uh, you know, I never would have done it before. And so it was serving me, you know, to be overweight, to play small and to not step into my authentic power. Yeah. And so I think it's really important that we kind of go, wait a minute, you know, why is this serving me? Why is it serving me to be in this relationship I'm not happy Mm. in? Well, maybe it's because you don't have to be vulnerable. You don't have to go out and make your own way. Maybe the other person is paying for you. Why is it serving me to stay in this job that I hate? Um, Well, because you don't have to take any risks because you, 
you know, you know what you do every day. Why is it serving me to be overweight? Well, because I can continue to play small. I don't have to be vulnerable. I don't have to let anybody in to love me. You know, these yeah. are all things that, that come up. And so it's exactly what you've talked about. It's so powerful when you kind of go, wait a minute, you know, what's really stopping me. And then how is it serving me? You know, how am I allowing this to serve me? Yeah. Why am I getting in my own way here? And, you know, it's not necessarily easy, but when you get clear on whether or not you actually want to continue that narrative and continue that story, that's where your position of power is to change. Like when Michelle, when you were talking about how you went, you know what, I'm ready to be a healer. Boom. Your weight dropped because you went, all right, I'm ready to step into my power. For me, I'm ready to step into my power as well. Okay. So the weight's never come back. Um, you know, and now I'm ready to move along in, in my way. It doesn't mean that we don't deal with challenges like you're talking about. It doesn't mean we don't deal with self-doubt. I mean, God, I think we both deal with self-love, you know, on a regular basis, especially when we're intense people. Uh, I think everyone does. it's probably harder for us yeah. because yeah, you know, and so it's kind of like, well, we need to be kind to ourselves. I remember one time I was talking to one of my best friends, she's so insightful and she was talking about how she would never talk to me the way she talks to herself. And I thought that was so interesting because it's so true. You know, I would never say half the things that I've said or say to myself, to Michelle, yeah. I just would never do that. So it's kind of, you know, it comes back to the theme of today's show, which is about being in the moment, being present, understanding the things that you're telling yourself and then knowing that you're in the position to be able to change that. So even if you can't replace the thoughts yet, because sometimes that comes later, just stopping the thought in itself is going to be really important for you to do. So coming back to your breath, coming back to throwing a cog to stop the pattern from happening. I'm not my mind. I'm not my mind. I'm not my mind. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Whatever it is that you want. I call those anchor mantras. So it's like creating an anchor mantra. And when you create an anchor mantra, you just know that whenever you're in doubt, you come back to that anchor mantra. Mm -hmm. So your anchor, man anchor mantra is very often indicative of like maybe a a major pattern that you're dealing with. So peace be with you is actually really helpful to kind of just, you know, nullify and, and neutralize everything. Mm. So one of the things I do want to mention as well. Oh, did you want to oh, say something? I, yeah, I haven't quite finished yet. Um, so before you get too excited. Oh, sorry. I forgot. I, I, uh, <laughs> you interjected. Let me, let me, let me just say something. Yeah, I was inspired. Yeah, I know you were in the flow. Sorry. I didn't want to interrupt. But the other I book was, that I want to recommend is this one. So it's uh, Doreen Virtue, who I have a lot of her cards. And obviously she's not involved in this sort of stuff anymore, but this book is still yeah. epic. It's really, really great. The Courage to Be Creative is the book. Now, I also have her other book, Don't Let Anything Dull Your Sparkle, which is mentioned at the top of this book there. They're both really good. And I think the one with Don't Let Anything Dull Your Sparkle is really appropriate for us today, as well as this one. They both play hand in hand because it's like listening to yourself, not listening to others. And a lot of the time when you're allowing someone to dull your sparkle it's a choice it's an allowance it's giving permission but a lot of that comes from childhood a lot of the time it's our teachers you know telling us we're hopeless so we can't do something or our parents telling us you know you can't do that because that's not the norm you know I've heard so many stories of people wanting to be like an amazing musician and and this may be in different countries and things like that depending on what the norm is over there but amazing musician and then the parents are like no that's not the norm you know you've got to carry on the family business so you've got to do you know something else specific to you know what what is expected so you know, this is um, a really amazing book and it's about, um, you know, having a creative career path. So I just find that, um, you know, despite the fact Doreen's on a different path now, the book is, uh, is gold. It's got really great information in it and very inspiring uh, because ultimately we do have our own, I believe, our own uh, journey and our own path. And we've got to follow that, you know, despite what our family or friends or teachers have said in the past. Um, so a lot of that um, isn't always helpful. And that's where the conscious thinking is, uh, comes in because a lot of those thoughts aren't actually ours. You know, they didn't even come from us. So a lot of the things where we tell ourselves, we can't do that, that, that thought wasn't ours in the first place. So it's like own your own, you know, thoughts and beliefs and really have to think about your value system uh, and morals and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. I feel like that's all super important as well. Um, so just wanted to recommend that other book, um, Lauren, before you continue. So, uh, off you go, continue. It's great. I've actually never read Doreen's books aside from the fairy one. Mm. So I think I'll check those out myself. Really good. Well. Easy read. I love her. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it does make me feel a bit sad that she's kind of, I, anyway, every, we're all on our own path. That's the thing. We're all doing it's life the way that we her. are yeah. meant to. 
Yeah, that's right. Okay, so one thing I will say as well is just as a you know way to get your spirits up is um, to kind of recognize whether or not you know maybe you're in a bit of a funk or a, not in the, a proper habit. So, for example, I talked about in the last on the show that I haven't been meditating re regularly, and I really need to do that again. And so when I was thinking about what I was wanted to contribute to the show today, I thought to myself, all right, girl, I need to write down an intention and I need to just make it happen. So I'd like to encourage our listener at home to do the same thing. So I think for me, what I need to do is I need to cultivate between 10 and 20, 10 and 30 minutes a day to meditate. So I need to take the day today to figure out when's going to be the best time for me to do that and then just make it a priority. And so I think that when we kind of have a look at our behaviors, have a look at, again, what's serving us and what's not, and sort of make a plan of action to kind of, I don't want to use the word attack, I just can't think of another word right now, to sort of attack the plan or to enact the plan, let's say. Uh, I think that we really need to schedule it in. You know, I'm all about scheduling stuff in. You need to schedule it in. You need to put a time block in there so that you know how much time you're committing to. I, I think for me, sometimes I wake up in my day and if I'm not working my um, time management plan, that I just allow the day to unfold as opposed to taking control of it. And there's a really big difference between how your day runs when you take control of your day versus when you just allow your day to control you. So for me, I know that I need to get very clear with the messages that my heart whispers, with the messages my angels are telling me, my spirit guides and setting me on the path that I'm meant to be on. And then if I'm not creating that space and cultivating that pay, that place to uh, to tap into that wisdom, that it's going to take me a lot longer to get there. <laughs> so this is like a pep talk I'm giving myself right now. I get so that. Yeah. Thank you for listening. But I really <laughs> hope that. Yeah. I I just really <laughs> I, I'm just kind of aware of that. I really realized that. Wait a minute. If I'm not, you know, it's kind of like Michelle. I, I know you would see it all the time. It's like if you're not doing the work, how, well, how are you going to get to the thing? Or how are you going to get that outcome? Or how are you going to improve? If you're not doing the work. So. Uh, I need to do the work. So Michelle, feel free to hold me accountable, please. Next call to ask me how many times I meditated um, since we last spoke and whether or not I've been, I was able to work this out. Because um, again, if I'm thinking about what is my hesitation, I, I don't feel that I'm hesitating because I don't want to do it. I absolutely love doing it. I'm hesitating because I have a bit of a, um, I have a lot on. And so I guess I'm assuming that other things are more important when I know that's not true. Yes. So, yes, yeah, so this is kind of like a therapy session to myself where I'm becoming my own role model, which I've joked about before. <laughs> in the show. Hopefully everyone else is, uh, or the listener at home, hopefully the listener at home is uh, benefiting from your uh, therapy session at the moment, your self-therapy. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's hope. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So I will say as well, check out the Surrender Experiment. Yeah. It's a super powerful book. It's incredibly important. Check it out. The same author also wrote the book, The Untethered Soul. We'll put links to these in the show notes. That one is a lot about being in the present moment. And then of course, I'm always going to name drop Eckhart Tolle with the power of now. But if the power of now doesn't speak to you, because it doesn't speak to everybody, that's totally fine. Check out the untethered soul. You might find that there's an opening for you within that book. Brilliant. I love that. I just wanted to make a, a little recommendation here as well. And it was about surrender because um, you mentioned surrender and the surrender experiment and uh, surrender actually came up a lot in readings yesterday for me, Lauren, and I do always have themes um, as I often reference. So um, when I was with one particular client, this surrender, this feeling of surrender, you know, letting go, allowing, accepting, it just kept coming up and you know, what sort of led, to uh, led me to the next point was trusting in the universe and your spirit family to deliver for you. So a lot of people just are very nervous. They're like, I can't let go because what if nothing happens? I can't let go because what if, you know? And it's like, we have to, at some point, like go and allow our family to deliver because that's divine. You know, that's when divine, you know, connections come in, you know, they drop someone in our path and it's like, whoa, where did this relationship come from all of a sudden? Where did this new pet come from? Before a reading yesterday and this little bit of inspiration, I was driving home and often I have things happen to me before readings where I don't quite understand the link, you know, what's actually going on. But I did have um, yesterday as I was driving home, a giant eagle um, fly over my head. So over the vehicle I was driving and an eagle flew over the top of the car. And I was like, wow. And I just remember looking up going far out. This reading I'm heading home to is going to be incredible. And then I had this rainbow form in front of me, like as I was driving, this rainbow formed. 
And then as I kept driving, so this is three things on one street driving into my estate. And then there's all these swallows, you know, swallows sometimes kind of dance and they do like a little kind of circle and a little thing. They were in a little flock and they were just dancing and sort of flying in this little over the road. So the eagle's flown over the top. I've got a a rainbow in front of me and then there's these swallows and they're just flying and dancing. And I went through them and, and they were okay. I didn't hit any. They were above the car. But I was like, my lordy. And then I got home and I connected with this lady and she didn't tell me who she wanted to talk to or anything. So I didn't have any idea that this gentleman was in the room and I'm describing him and this and that and the physical and whatever else. And she said, that's my husband. And I said, oh, okay. Um, And then as I started drawing the cards, the eagle was coming out. The eagle's coming out in pretty much every single, um, you know, draw that I was doing. I used multiple cards, card decks. So the eagle's coming out a lot, the rainbow, the clouds, the sky references, all of this sort of stuff. And I'm going to her... I just have to share something with you. When I was coming home, this, this, this happened. And she just laughed and she said, yeah, she said, that's what he does. I get that a lot. So she understood the eagle. She understood the bird references, everything, the rainbow. They're actually forming a charity or she's doing a charity in honor of her husband. Um, He died from a brain tumor and he worked a lot with children, like at the children's hospital and stuff like that. So um, yeah, that's what he dedicated his life to. So now they're designing a charity and she's also got another little um, sort of business happening on the side and that's what she was sort of asking me about. So it was just amazing. And I always think how lucky I am, you know, because in those moments where I'm driving and I see those things, I know what it's about now. I'm sort of being a bit more conscious about that. Why am I selecting these Oracle cards? I must be for somebody. Um, so I'm, I'm just trying to be a bit more conscious. You know, yesterday I had another reading with a lady. Both of us felt very brain foggy. We're both like... Oh, what's going on there? Um, and it, she was a mentor client of mine. So we were just doing mentorship. I wasn't reading for her, but both of us felt a bit, we- a bit weird in our heads, a bit woozy. Um, and like, you know, um, just a weird feeling, uh, both of us at the same time. And then she mentioned a friend of hers who um, was an ex-partner of hers who had been found dead. And she thought that, um, well, the, the word was he'd taken his own life um, and she'd never really believed it. And she just mentioned him out of the blue. And all of a sudden he was in the room. And I felt that wooziness again and then um, something around the neck and I'm going, oh, okay, this is, this is somebody who's just popped in. And she'd never communicated with him before and it was her actually ex-boyfriend. So I realized that he was giving me a heads up. When we both felt woozy in the head, because that was a feeling when he came in the room, I was like, oh, that was him. That was him in the room. Well, we just didn't realize it. Um, and we both felt it again when he wow. stepped in. So it was like he knew that she was going to mention him and he was ready to go. So we actually ended up doing a reading uh, during her, her um, connection, her mentorship. So, um, you know, sometimes you've got to step out of yourself a little bit and become aware of your surroundings. If something suddenly, boom, you know, you've got this sign, you know, and it's like an eagle or whatever it is. You know, what is that about? What is that trying to tell you? And that's being present. You know, if you're not present, we don't notice those amazing signs. So I just wanted to mention that because that was um, just really beautiful. And it was lovely for her because that meant that her husband had been around with me uh, even on the way home, you know, to do her reading. So, yeah. That's one of the things that I heard. Um, I've heard a few times actually in, in the Afterlight podcast where people go, oh, yeah. People ask for signs and then they go, I never get those signs. And it's like, it's because you weren't present. They gave you 25,000, but you weren't paying attention. Mm -hmm. They were there. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Um, That's when you you are where you are. Yep. Good point. Uh, Lauren, coming up in the next podcast, I think this is one of your um, ideas. So did you want to outline what this one's about? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. So this show is about following your inner guidance and um, making decisions, even if they seem crazy and um, you know, the outcome that can come from those, I guess it's sort of talking a lot about the inspiration that we can get, especially when we've created time to pay attention to to that stuff, to listen to those um, messages. So it's just talking about listening to your inner guidance. A lot of our shows sort of you know, kind of complement each other. So I guess you could say it's, it's sort of a, a good way of following on from our subject matter today, but essentially it's about following your inner guidance and learning to listen to your heart and, um, you know, not worrying about what others may think and just following that truth. So that's what it's about. Love that. Love that. Can't wait for that. So Lauren, um, this has been the Spirit Zone. Business Podcast. 
Now, if you loved what you heard today, and I'm sure you did, because honestly, I mean, this is free. We're providing this service free of charge. You know, there's so many good tips and tricks that Lauren and I have picked up in our years on this planet. And we're only three ladies, um, but we do do our best to, you know, provide a bit of um, variance. You know, we're quite different. We've had different backgrounds and upbringings and things like that. So I find that, you know, every week we do provide sort of different perspectives. Um, so I really hope that Listener Home has enjoyed hearing this um, because it is full of a lot of gold and um, we are sort of uh, pivoting as we said so we've changed the name we've added a few different things in different segments so you know if there is something that you would really like to hear um, we'd love to hear from you on socials the different socials and um, yeah that would be wonderful and if um, you know you weren't really into it Lauren is there any recommendation there that you might have for this at home um I'd actually like them to message us and tell us why they didn't like it or what they thought we could improve. Yeah, give and, us a uh, we won't necessarily agree with you, but we will definitely listen to you. So I would be interested in that in some feedback. So yeah, we're open to love it. that. Love, love, love. Hooray. That sounds great. All right. Well, that's been a delight. Uh, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. And um, thank you, my yeah, friend. and I'm looking forward to the next episode. Me too. It's going to be good. All right, love. Bye.